Hello and welcome to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast for the week commencing the 29th of May 2023. In InfoSec news this week, cybersecurity researchers have found, quote, backdoor-like behavior within gigabyte systems, which they say enables the UEFI firmware of the devices to drop a Windows executable and retrieve updates in an unsecure format. According to firmware security firm Eclipsium, they first detected the anomaly back in April this year, and Gigabyte has since acknowledged and addressed the issue. To quote the release, most Gigabyte firmware includes a Windows native binary executable embedded inside of the UEFI firmware. The detected Windows executable is dropped to disk and executed as part of the Windows startup process, similar to the LoJack double agent attack. This executable then downloads and runs additional binaries via insecure methods. Only the intention of the author can distinguish this sort of vulnerability from a malicious backdoor. The executable, as per the release by Eclipsium, is embedded into UFI firmware and written to disk by the firmware as part of the system boot process and subsequently launched as an update service. The .NET-based application is configured to download and execute a payload from Gigabyte themselves, specifically their update servers, over plain HTTP, thereby exposing the process to adversary man-in-the-middle-style attacks via a compromised router. The report indicates that the software seems to have been intended as a legitimate update application, noting the issue potentially impacts around 364GB systems, with a rough estimate of 7 million devices in circulation. With threat actors constantly on the lookout for ways to remain undetected and leave a minimum intrusion footprint, vulnerabilities in the privileged firmware update mechanism could pave the way for stealthy UFI bootkits and implants which could subvert all security controls running in the system plane. To make matters worse, since the UFI code resides on the motherboard itself, malware injected into the firmware can persist even if drives are wiped and the operating system is re-imaged. Organizations are advised to apply the latest firmware updates to minimize potential risks. It's also advised to inspect and disable the App Center Download and Install feature in the UAFI BIOS setup and set a BIOS password to deter malicious changes. Quote, firmware updates have notoriously low uptake with end users, therefore it is easy to understand thinking that an update application in firmware may help. However, the irony of a highly insecure update application backed into firmware to automatically download and run a payload is not lost. Following the news about .zip and .mov domains, about which we've issued a bulletin this week, a new file archivers in browser phishing kit is abusing these aforementioned zip domains by displaying fake WinRAR or Windows File Explorer windows in browser in order to convince users to launch malicious files. Earlier this month, Google began offering the ability to register zip TLD domains, such as test.zip, file.zip, movie.zip, or any other you can think of, for hosting websites or email addresses. Since the TLD's release, there has been quite a bit of back-and-forth debate over whether they are a mistake and could pose a potential cybersecurity risk to users. While some experts believe fears are being vastly overblown, the main concern is that some sites will automatically turn a string that ends with .zip, like setup.zip, into a clickable link which could be used for malware delivery or phishing attacks. For example, if you send someone instructions on downloading a file called setup.zip, Twitter will automatically turn setup.zip into a link, making people think they should click Click on it to download a file. When you click on said link, your browser will attempt to open the setup.zip site, which could redirect you to another site, show an HTML page, or prompt you to download a file. However, like all malware delivery or phishing campaigns, you have to first convince a user to open said file, which can be challenging. 
Security researcher Mr. Docs has developed a clever phishing toolkit which lets you create a fake in-browser WinRAR instance and file explorer window which are displayed as zip domains to trick users into thinking they opened a .zip file. Quote, with this phishing attack, you simulate a file archiver software such as WinRAR in the browser and use a .zip domain to make it appear more legitimate. In a demonstration, viewable on the site Bleeping Computer, the toolkit can be used to embed a fake WinRAR window directly into a browser when a zip domain is opened, making it look like the user themselves opened a zip archive and are now seeing the files within it. When it looks nice when displayed within a browser, it shines even more as a pop-up window, as you can remove the address and scroll bar, leaving what appears to be a WinRAR window displayed on the screen. While the toolkit still displays the browser address bar, it is still likely to trick some users into thinking this is a legitimate WinRAR archive. Furthermore, creative CSS and HTML could potentially be used to refine this toolkit further. Mr. Docs explains that this phishing toolkit can be used for both credential theft and malware delivery. For example, if a user were to double-click on a PDF in the fake WinRAR window, it could redirect the visitor to another page asking for their login credentials to properly view the file. The toolkit can also be used to deliver malware by displaying a PDF file which downloads a similarly named .executable file when clicked. For example, the fake archive window could show a document.pdf file, but when clicked, the browser downloads document.pdf.exe, and as Windows does not show file extensions by default, the user will just see a PDF file in their download folder and potentially double-click it, not realizing it's an executable format. Mr. Docs is known for previous clever phishing toolkits, such as using VNC for phishing to bypass MFA and the browser in the browser technique. Threat actors use the latter to steal Steam credentials. There's currently a lot of circulating debate in the community about the .zip and .mov TLDs and whether they can be used for malicious purposes, and we will likely see this further explored in the future. A new strain of malicious software, which is engineered to penetrate and disrupt critical systems in industrial environments, has been unearthed. The Google-owned threat intelligence firm Mandiant have dubbed the malware Cosmic Energy, adding it was uploaded to the VirusTotal platform back in December 2021 by a user in Russia. There is currently no evidence that it's been put to use in the wild. To quote, the malware is designed to cause electrical power disruption by interacting with IEC 608705104 devices, such as remote terminal units, known as RTUs, which are commonly leveraged in electric transmission and distribution operations in Europe, the Middle East, and Asia. Cosmic Energy is the latest addition to specialized malware in the likes of Stuxnet, Havex, Triton, Iron Gate, Black Energy, Endestroyer, and Pipedream, which are all capable of sabotaging critical systems and wreaking havoc. Mandiant claimed that there are circumstantial links that it may have been developed as a red teaming tool by Russian telecom firm Rostelecom Solar to simulate power disruption and emergency response exercises held back in October of that year. This raises the possibility that the malware was either developed to recreate realistic attack scenarios against energy grid assets in order to test defences or other partly reused code associated with the cyber range. The second alternative is not unheard of, especially in light of the fact that threat actors are known to adapt and repurpose legitimate red team post-exploitation tools for malicious ends. Cosmic Energy's features are comparable to that of Industroyer, which have been attributed to the Kremlin-backed Sandworm Group. Owing to its ability to exploit industrial communication protocols called IEC-104 to issue commands to the aforementioned RTUs. Thank you very much for listening to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast. Please do not hesitate to contact us should you wish to discuss any of the items outlined here. And thank you very much for listening.